Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. This woman is a powerhouse. She is the founder of Jubilee Justice, which is a collective that supports black farmers. Uh, and we are here with the great Conda Mason. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. Thank you, Karen. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So you're Swami, Swami Conda Mason? What is a Swami <laughs> for people who may not uh, know oh, what a Swami is? <laughs> My Twitter handle uh, is Swami Kandananda. It's 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 part joke and part not. Um, okay. In that Kandananda, um, yes. yeah, because of my name Kanda, they made yes. it Kandananda. Some friends. And oh, I see. Swami so it sounds actually, like an Indian. So yeah. Swami, but I'm a but, mindfulness teacher as well. I'm yeah, a, I'm that's a, why. I'm I'm a, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Leaning yeah, so. in. Uh, we, we recently mm-hmm. saw the black farmers won again in court that they have to keep going back to fight. You know, what's yeah, egregious yeah. to me is that this country is so ignorant and doesn't teach history that, you know, the new deal that gave so many uh, Americans that were Italian and, and Irish working in different places in this country created a middle class that for 30 to 30 to 40 years excluded black people from those benefits. Right. So the new Absolutely. deal excluded domestic workers and farm workers, mm-hmm. right? From benefiting right. from this great middle class that was the set aside, the welfare that was set aside for people. Now we saw quote unquote white farmers mad that, you know, the government tried to make it right. They stopped the, the, the settlement and then they had to fight another That's two right. years, didn't get their money. Where, where are you in this with Ju- Jubilee Justice and talk about why you started it? Yeah, boy, Karen, you you jumped right into the middle of it. So um, the the loss of land, the loss that Black farmers have have lost over the many years is it's it's unfathomable. Actually, like um, after emancipation, and when folks, um, even with all the obstacles that were in the way, not getting the forty acres and the mule, none of that happened. All the obstacles, we still managed to aggregate together about, they say between 18 and 20 million acres of land. Today we are, and that's because we came together, right? We worked together, we collaborated. Um, There were so many reasons why that happened. Um, And now today we're down from 20 million acres, less than 2 million right now. And it is intentional. It's not because we're bad farmers. We are the best farmers on the planet, one of the best. Um, it's because of the collusion between our U.S. government, private practice, uh, pri- private sector, and the banks. And so all of it was a collusion to take away land from, from Black farmers. And this appeal that happened, it was called the Pickford, the Pickford case that happened. Um, it was the biggest lawsuit, civil rights lawsuit in the country at the time, where farmers, Black farmers, sue the U.S. government, the USDA, for for um, for um, the violation of their rights, and and they won, and they won. So you know how hard that is for Black farmers to win against the U.S. government. It had to be a slam dunk, which it was, and a couple of billion dollars was given, which was still not even touching the surface, not even touching the surface of the loss. Farmers really got about 50, the average farmer got about $50,000 after years of a lawsuit. You can't even buy a tractor with that. And so it was really a horrible, horrible settlement, even though it, you know, it's looked at as a win. Um, But if you were to look at the kind of loss that we have right now, they say that it is around $326 billion right now 
that farmers have lost over generational wealth from the land loss and the collusion and the taking of farmers' lands. And it's it's horrible. It's horrible what's happening. And so for white farmers to have the audacity to fight against this, trying to reckon with the, the Biden-Harris um, administration, trying to make it right, for them to have the audacity to call it reverse discrimination <laughs> and to stop it and to stop it and put an injunction. It, and then what happened, Karen, which is really terrible, is that Black farmers were told that this was going to happen. They were going to get this. It was actually debt relief, that they were going to get this debt, their debts paid. So they, they were told, don't worry about it. Don't pay the bill. They then went and took the money that they were paying and bought other things, and then it didn't happen. And that left them worse off. So I've even started with some friends a whole, and my partner, Mark, Mark Watson. We have a, another organization called Pot Liquor Capital where pot liquor is um, making it right for black farmers around funding. We started an emergency fund that we're calling the safe house just to help these black farmers, just those black farmers who are caught in that web of having uh, been promised the money and went on and, and got themselves in deeper debt. So it's a mess. It's a mess. We're talking with Conda Mason, uh, Swami Conda Nanda is where you can follow her on whatever dumpster fire of Twitter is still left and remaining. But I would actually go to Jubilee right. Justice. Yeah. Jubilee Justice.org <laughs> is where I would go. JubileeJustice.org. On the front page, you say That's if right. you you have a quote and you have a black, it uh, looks like a young black man in the farm. And it says, if you mm. want to understand yeah. wealth and inequality in this country, you have to understand black land loss. I, I yeah. feel like people don't want to understand anything. They just want to have an opinion yeah. and they just want to be right. I don't, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of yeah. uh, people wanting to know the truth. Well, we're not an educated group of people in America. Let's come to the truth of it. You know, we follow the leader and, and often that leader is not a leader. Um, and that leader is self is, 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 you know, looking out for themselves. And, and so we have that whole understanding that, you know, lift yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, that whole mythology of, 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 of that um, hyper individualism. And so that's the American way. And unfortunately, the thing that I really am fighting against is for us, us people, black folks and, 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 and brown folks to not fall into that. We, the only way we are here today that I'm here and that you're here, Karen, the only reason given what has happened to our legacy, to our, to our ancestors is because they work together. Mm-hmm. It's because we did something together. That's the only reason why we're here. And so to follow that mythology of this hyper-individualism is gonna get us landing exactly where, where, where they at. And we don't want that. No. So that's one of the things that we fight against too, by we've created a, a cooperative of black farmers who are owning the means of production, which is what we need to do. We built a rice mill and that yeah. rice mill, they are running. It is theirs. It's, it's from the seed planting into the ground all the way through growing the crop to cleaning it, to, to milling it, to marketing it and selling it. Those farmers are in total control. And so that's the kind of way that we have to do things. Uh, you guys can check out five acres in a mill, five acres in a mill, right. which can be uh, right. gathered, 
through 64, the number 64 parishes.org, which is the collective. I, I find it interesting that you started with rice because, you know, we're having this conversation mm. around uh, slavery being good for the Africans because it taught them oh, a Lord. skill as if they didn't come here skilled with <laughs> rice uh, braided literally into their hair and knowing for hundreds oh of God. years how to cultivate rice. Like that was a skill that, you know, and we talk about China a lot with rice, but yeah, Africa was first with the rice and it, it, there was a cooperative because China and Africa, cause it's close when they had the Pangea, you know, same people actually, you know, they, they, they exchanged, right. It was a lot of exchange Speak. of ideas and things. So yeah. Yeah. rice is powerful. And the Europeans were the only one who was out of the loop. The Europeans were completely out of the loop. So when they came to West Africa and they saw this really skillful, very skillful way of growing rice in the highlands, the lowlands, the wetlands, the drylands, they were, they were like, oh, they intentionally targeted those farmers to bring them to this country, which was whatever this was called then, and to grow rice for this new population. They knew they had to feed this population. So they targeted, they targeted these skillful farmers and brought them here to South Carolina. South Carolina was the capital of rice. And in the 1700s, rice was it. It actually was, was the engine for what is now the gold, the rice coast, right? And it was the engine for the capitalism that we're that this country is experiencing right now. It was rice off the backs of those people who were unskilled that learned what they learned here. No. So so this no. is yeah, we're gonna have to keep screaming. Um can we buy this rice? Yeah. How do we buy this rice? Kinda, Not yet, but you kinda, will. Okay, okay, let me tell you what's up. What's and up, and, and what's I think up. it's important that people understand <laughs> yeah. that things don't happen overnight, that there is a process that's right to everything, right. especially growing something that will be here forever. Yeah. Right. And and let me explain to you too that if we were growing rice in the typical way that rice is grown, we'd have rice for you. Well, what we're doing is something called the system of rice intensification, SRI, system of rice intensification. It was developed in the 80s in Madagascar. Here in this country, very few people are doing it. We are the first project in America, okay? But there are hundreds of thousands of farmers in Asia and Africa who are doing it. It is climate resilient. What that means is this, rice, we don't think of it. We just, you know, we get it on our plate, we put it on our plate and we eat it. Rice actually in growing, it is one of the largest contributors to greenhouse gases in ag. You've heard about cows, you know that cows set off methane. Well, so does rice. Because of the water that rice is in, patty, a lot of water, that water has trillions and trillions of microbes that are off gassing methane. So methane out of rice is one of rice is one of the largest contributors to methane in the atmosphere that's causing global warming. So we have to stop it. We can't continue because there's another way to do it. And we have to stop growing it that way. I think of SRI to rice as um, solar is to fossil fuels, right? Or some kind of alternative energies. We've got to change. The world cannot continue this way. Same thing with rice. Rice, you know, there are 30 billion people every day that this is their staple food is rice. And so there's tons of patties all over the world. So what we're doing, the kind of rice SRI is without the flooded fields of water. It is grown as a plant. Here's the thing, rice does not love water. It can tolerate water. 
but it does not love water. No plant, when you get into the biology, you understand that roots that are submerged in water get no oxygen. There are no roots on the planet that love that. It is not an aquatic plant. And so what happens is that the water actually stunts its growth. So the rice that we grow, when you don't add the water and you spread it out, and there's all these principles, I won't bore you with the details, but what happens is that the plant grows larger, way larger, way fuller. And the farmer has a better chance, a way better chance of success, mainly because they're putting in less inputs and more output. And so subsistence farmers in other places around the world are doing SRI rice and are thriving suddenly because it takes less to grow it and you get more out of it. So, but there's reasons why they use the water and it's called weeds. Weeds isn't, weeds isn't it ain't easy. This has been a hard project, particularly in the South. We're here in the Southeast of, of the United States. Um, we have farmers in Louisiana, in Mississippi, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia we're working with. So we have a cohort and we're all working together. And so it's been three years of working. This is the year we built, I, I wasn't going to um, give our rice to a third party and make less money. We have been sandbagging until we got our mill together. The mill is now ready. And so this year we are actually going to be selling rice and it's very exciting. And let me just say, this is all specialty rice. This is not your Uncle Ben's. We're talking black rices and red rices Ooh. and are all kinds of I'm fragrant and jam right now. The hearty, the actual full you. grain rice that your body right. needs to break down. Right. This is amazing. Exactly. We're not talking about stripping down the brand, which they do with white rice. That's why everybody's afraid of rice because, you know, they, they take off all the good stuff. You, we leave it on. Of course we leave it on. And then it already inherently is a, a rice that has less of the, of the starches and, and carbs that, that people glycemic. are afraid of. Yeah. Mm. Yep, that's right. So, so when is it that's going right. on sale? Because I want to have you back when people when we could buy our bags of rice and will we be able to buy directly? Yeah. Or are you going through some sort of retailer that we? That's a really good question. We are going everywhere, Karen. You know, here's the deal. Um, we started this project. I started this project based on a relationship that I had with a, a, a woman that I know who's the founder of a beautiful rice company. And I suggest people check out this rice. It's called Lotus Foods. It's oh, on of your course. I, that's, that's my black Lotus rice Foods. jam. You better come on through okay. Lotus so And they have a green rice okay. that is... Oh, that's right. Pearl, the pearl, J. Yes. Pearl. Oh my God, that is so delicious. Yes. Well, they are friends of mine. And so we started this company because they wanted to create a domestic supply chain of farmers here in the U.S. Because all the rice comes from Africa and Asia. And when Carol said that, Carol Levine is the owner, and she said she wanted to do it. I said, Carol, what about black farmers? We need to do this with black farmers. She said, of course, let's do that. And so that's how this whole project started. So Carol and her husband, Ken, who own Lotus Foods, they are way patiently okay. for this rice. So we're going to be a sub-label on Lotus, on Lotus Foods. Oh my God, but additionally, amazing. we're going to go direct too. We're going to try, all we, you know, we got people, I get emails once a month from somebody who heard about us and saying, can we have your rice? Can we? So the collective is going to decide no longer is Conda Mason, the decision maker. I've been the decision maker getting to this point. Now we're going to be a cooperative. I can't wait. I will be one voice. We will all decide collectively how we want to roll. I love it. Lotus Lotus is the only rice. I, I love their basmati as well. 
Uh, you know, I grew yeah. up, my daddy's the South best Carolina. rice. Yeah. The, my, my father's roots are in South Carolina. Every meal had to have rice when I was growing up, but it was that have white rice. sticky rice. And he, you know, taught me how to right. wash it. Cause he, you know, he yes. had a pot of rice to go with his pork and beans every night. Right. So that was the right, thing, right, but right, I, right. You know, I've, I've developed a taste, uh, differently for rice. Um, and yeah. this Lotus, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Cause, uh, that's, that's my jam. Yeah. Let's, let's take some calls. Uh, Conda, Conda Mason is here. You can follow her at Swami S W A M I Conda with a K K O N D A Nanda N A N D A. Cause it rhymes. Uh, and also go to jubileejustice.org and 64 parishes the number 64 parishes.com uh let's go to daryl in virginia welcome to the karen hunter show you're on hi hi karen and uh thanks for taking my call and i'm really enjoying the discussion your um yes and you mentioned something about the um the uh working with the government to uh bamboozle blacks back in the day out of their land and that was that was totally true and you know, it's still true today. And uh, That's right. the government, and I, and I think Secretary Holland, that, you know, they give out historical designations, okay, to a lot of these plantations, all right? And the very plantation families benefit of these tax, benefit on these, these tax breaks. And I can give you an example of a plantation called Wildwood Plantation and Commissary Shop. It was recognized. Uh, under the uh, Obama administration as a historical place. And they they kind of fudged the truth and lied about the history of the property in order to gain, you know, tax break subsidies. And and I'm and I'm I don't know for sure, but I'm willing to bet you that they also uh it's a five thousand acre farm participated in uh some kind of litigation against the black farmers. Uh, uh from the land that they don't have clean title on. So they don't have clean title, but they objected to uh, black farmers receiving their just due. So, you know, I'm counting on the government to research <laughs> these plaintiffs, you know, and, and to make sure that they have standing and they didn't steal land. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, if you count on the government, <laughs> good luck with that. Do we have the power, um, and thank you, Daryl, do we have the power to save ourselves? Because I, I feel like if everybody has clean water, um, I, I'm, you know, the potable water, like water that is not coming from pipes that people can do stuff to, uh, what, what's your suggestion for, on that front? for everyone listening, should they have, I have some barrels on my property. I collect rainwater and I have little potable tablets just in case all hell breaks loose. I can at least know my water is yeah. going to be clean. What, what suggestions do you have in yeah. terms of people having clean water and then give us some insight into growing our own food? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. You know, there, first of all, I know that we have all the answers that we need. They're, they're available. All the answers are available. Um, and it begins again with coming together. It begins with working together because the piece of information that I don't have, you may have, right? And if I stay as this solo entity, I'm only I'm limited by how much I could how much I know. So 
as we come together, we can find out more. And so I really believe that that is the key to, and yes, we can save ourselves. Absolutely. We are not dependent. Absolutely we can. And, and so when it comes to clean water, I mean, water is a, is a real important thing, right? And, and, and the thing is, is that people are so, we are so disconnected to the source of everything the way our cities are designed is by design. The design is that we are disconnected from our source. We're disconnected from our internal source. We're dis disconnected from our external source from the land. And as we get to know people, I mean, I'm, I'm that person that said, it, when I live in the city, you know, know somebody who has some land, find out, go to the land and really connect with it. We think that the city is the only place of, listen, I'm living in Louisiana right now. I'm calling you from Alexandria, Louisiana. I am a California native, Oakland, California activist who left Oakland to come to Louisiana. And I can't tell you how grateful I am that my muses and my ancestors got me here. Because now being so connected to land, understanding growing food and the importance of it, the importance of water, like you said, clean water, everything is here. We have to understand, I mean, I'm on this kick of getting everybody to come back, you know, just the reverse great migration. We need to come back home. Yes. Politically think, as well. Yeah. There's so much power. Yes. You know, if, if, yes. if, on every if level. a million people flooded just Louisiana, Alabama and Mississippi, where, which already right. has tipped the scales, we could take those states. Right. North Carolina and Georgia. That state can be taken. And Georgia. Georgia's. Georgia's already. I Georgia. feel like Georgia figured it out. Yeah. So but yes. We yeah. Still yeah. Need to be no active. joke. Yeah, so um, right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, my mom just moved back down after yeah. she said, I would never, she's from Georgia, I've never moved back down south. And there she is eating. Yeah, she, had, she, she, uh, I just shared with Dr. Carr, she has, her husband grew a tomato that's bigger than your head. Um, what? And, yes, and it's heavy. Like my mother had to, like, she showed it to me. I was like, oh my, like they eat, they eat okra. She, I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, she was like resistant because she didn't want to be country. And now every day she done lost like 40, 30 pounds eating off the land See. every day, just enjoying the the air, the the birds and everything. It will keep us healthy yeah. and it will keep us here if we yep. do it together. I couldn't That's agree right. more. I live in West Orange. Yeah. There's a, a waterfall uh, that I've walked uh, since I've gotten my surgery. And I saw people out there with jugs. So there's sources even in the cities, right? Where you can get, yes, you know, even in the cities. Like, That's they right. got their five gallon jugs out there at the source getting their water. I was like, come That's on right. through. I don't know if I trust. That's them, right. I, I mean, when I lived in, in the city too, living in Oakland, I had my water. I had my jugs. I kept my water clean. I mean, because you don't know when, you know, stuff is going to go the opposite direction. So you got to say, we have to be prepared. We've always been prepared people and we need to not let our guards down and stay prepared. And it's around food. Food and water is the, is the basics i love it all right let's go to uh eric who's from your backyard in california where you from hey eric welcome to the karen hunter show you're on with the great conda mason hi hey how you guys doing um Good. man first and foremost i'm going to be honest with you i came into the conversation i was just leaving a meeting at a school and and i heard about the brand the lotus rice uh love it we buy it at home and uh, I am in K-12 uh, school food. And I had a question because one of my initiatives is how to get more African-American farmers into the USDA food program. And I wanted to mm -hmm. know, have you looked at to how to get your rice 
um, or any other products that you might be um, looking at or farmers that you've been, you know, maybe uh, collaborating with to get into the K-12 food space? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, I've been pondering that. And as life would have it, I was at a conference and I was sitting next to the person, a woman from Boston, whose name I don't remember. Um, I have her card and she is, she just won a huge grant from the USDA. It was given to three different organizations and she was one. And um, it is all about schools. It's about bringing farmers uh, products into schools. Like she started, you may have heard about the salad bars. They put salad bars into schools and then they bring the farmers, then they connect the farmers to the salad bars. And so she's doing this program and a, a grant is about to drop soon um, across the country. And I can, if afterwards I can, I can certainly, I don't have it to the tip of my tongue, the name of it, but um, it is a program that's gonna be across the country that is going to connect farmers to these kinds of going directly into schools from 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 uh, K to 12 and bringing fresh produce in salad bars and beyond salad bars mm. and so there is a new program that is going to go that's going to go uh, national and I, I can give Karen that information later and you're coming back because when your rice is ready to sell right I need you to come on through are you are you vegan veg, vegetarian yes because um, you look at me I'm your vegan. skin is gorgeous and you look yeah, like you. you're gonna live forever uh what what do you so, what do you good. eat what do you eat what, what do, do i eat? eat yes um you know it's more of what i don't eat um what i don't eat um is any kind of any kind of meat or anything that what we say that had a face <laughs> no fish or anything like that either um i don't do any dairy and um and that's what i don't eat you know, everything else, there's a lot of food out there. I do a lot. I'm, I I love veggies. I love veggies and, and fruits and grains. And I eat whole whole foods, you know, whole foods. That, that and, and they taste better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat no processed food whatsoever. I haven't done that. I changed my diet, Karen, in 19... Check this out. I changed my diet. Became It wasn't called a vegan then. It was just I stopped eating meat and what have you and dairy. But it was 1975 oh, when wow. I changed my diet. I was in college. I was at Cal Berkeley. I heard him talk about Berkeley. Yay, Berkeley. I was at Cal Berkeley. And I changed my diet when I was um, sophomore. And okay. I never looked back. Well, it is working. Um, we have time. One minute left. Horace in Virginia quickly. Uh, please ask and Eric, thank you for your call as well. Hey, Horace, you're yeah. on with hey. the great Conda Mason. Hi. Hey, Karen. Hi. Um, I listen to you all the time. Thank My you. question is, um, what are y'all doing about transportation? So I'm um, moving the rice back and forth and everything else. Do y'all need transportation to do this or y'all just using Ooh. all the brokers out here? So you're asking cause you're do a you trucker, a you're, a, you're, you're a trucker brother. Right. Do you have a company? Yes, I do. Okay. So reach out to me. Um, we are, we, we have to figure that part out. Let me tell you something. This whole project has been the next step. It's like, Oh, we need to build a rice mill because they taken everybody's stuff. And, and the farm, I had no intention of building a rice mill. And I realized that that's what we needed. That was the next step. And so now it's like, okay, we've got farmers here. Okay. We got to move the rice, you know, we got to do this. And so I'm step at a time. And it sounds like I really know what I'm doing. I don't. I'm but learning. Perfect, listen, I'm perf on, perfection you know? is a process. We're all learning. This is part That's of right. the evolution. That's right. This is how this we is figure OJT. it out. 
Yeah, and so That's Horace right. call in with the question. Now there's a solution. That's where right. where can he there reach out to you? Um, um, hit me up at info at jubileejustice.org. Info at jubileejustice.org and mention Karen Karen Hunter show in the in the in the subject, please. Right. But we I, I would love to work with a black um transportation company and um or BIPOC at least, but perfectly black and and to do this work. So I'm always looking for the right pieces to, to Listen, come together. So this you, is a perfect question. You've come to the right place. We got black pilots and people that own airplanes. We got the the best mother truckers in the world. We got UPS. I, I mean it. we got everything. The people listening to this show, you're gonna find it. So um I'm just looking forward to you coming back so we can buy some rice. Okay. Yes, so, yes, yes. I'll be back. I'll be All back. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Conda Mason. Swami yes, Kanda so with a K Kandananda is how you can follow her but jubileejustice.org is where where yeah. she lives um we're mainly on IG though the, our, okay. our our Instagram is the best place to reach us at Which Jubilee is- Justice Hey this is Karen Hunter you can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app